Rises up, the shot, and it's good! It's good! Wisconsin has won! Let's not miss, bitch. Bruzewitz to midcourt. Rust has it, lets it go! Lets it go! What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> By Taylor, the 20, to the 15, cuts inside, 10, 5, touchdown, Wisconsin! Welcome back to the Badger Notes After Dark podcast, part of the Big Banner Sports Network. Make sure to follow the podcast on YouTube, Badger Notes After Dark, uh, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you take in podcasts. If you notice, I don't normally do that intro. Our guy Dylan does that intro, but we got him on vocal rest this week. Uh, he's still here, chop it up with the boys. Brandon, Ryan, Dylan, what are we feeling? How are we doing? Smooth. I want to know where that southern twang came from. <laughs> <I'm> welcome back. That was deep inside of you, brother. I blacked out, fellas. I have no idea what I just said. I can't wait to listen back to that later, but I absolutely blacked out. It, had, right. some, it had some twang. <laughs> well, all right. But I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? I missed you boys last week. You guys right. killed it with a two-person show. You know, ran about an hour and six minutes long. Yeah, I I looked at the time and I was like, oh, sh-. I thought it'd be like a twenty-five minute episode. I told my wife, Mike, this will be like low twenties, something like yeah. that. <laughs> hey, you get the Crushed boys it. going, dude. Crushed it, guys. Got great comments, great engagement. It was fun to listen to. Uh, this week on the pod, I think we want to talk about Badgers have uh, have been portaling this year already, early on in the season. As of today, uh, Tyler Van Dyke just committed to the Badgers earlier today. Uh, Coop, what do you think about it? Hate it, but <laughs> love it. Hate it, but love it. You know, I get it. I mean, obviously, we wanted um, Daquan Finn. I think every Badger fan is kind of freaking out about that right now. Probably just didn't have enough money up front to him. Um, Cam Ward was a pipe dream. That would have been super cool, but that's a couple milli right there. So it's like indifferent. It's like I'd rather kind of see Braden Locke, maybe see what he can fucking do. But I also get it. Um, Van Dyke, I think it was was it his freshman year when he played? He played out of his fucking mind, and people were thinking he was like a surefire first round draft pick. And then he's kind of struggled the past two seasons, especially with turnovers. But a lot of coaching changes that he's had to go through, that's never good for a quarterback. And not that he's mobile at all, but he kind of fits Longo's scheme a little more. I think a little stronger arm. Um, definitely going to take some more shots down the field that might not be pretty. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, he, he went through three different offense coordinators. He had a really good – you know, first year as a starter with, with Miami. Uh, Ryan, as the as the head of the Lulu Lock fan base, uh, where are you at with this one? Um, I got a lot of feelings, a lot of, <laughs> lot of big feelings. Um, I've kind of sold my Lock stock. Um, I think after I saw him kind of go to the portal and the, the, the names that they're rumored to, I kind of just assumed that, our boy Locke isn't the guy. I think the the thing that I struggle with is, I mean, I understand the necessity of getting getting a proven guy because you got a you got a pretty raw room in there, but 
when I'm hearing some of these numbers being thrown around for Finn, and I, I imagine Tyler Van Dyke got himself a bag too. I mean, he's he's not new to this NIL game. I just I just wonder, like, what are we doing with with uh, Nick Evers? Like, you got six four, two hundred twenty pounds, four five, got a howitzer for an arm. Like, the mark of a good coach is elevating what you have, and it's like you already have a room. It's a second year in the system. I, I guess. To me, I feel like I know more about the room now. The fact that they went out and got another guy when I thought Mordecai was just our kind of our one year, get us through, get the system installed. I think that's kind of an indication of the room. Uh, I wasn't a big Finn guy. He, those are all mid stats at a max school. Like, two, literally, it's football's a what, what have you done for me lately sport. I mean, uh, Cam Ward played at Incarnate Word. Obviously, like his numbers were better, but I don't give a fuck what school you played at. Can you play? And I think he fit Finn fit that system good. That's just or our system good. I think that's just me. Yeah, I mean, two just two games ago he was throwing for ninety seven yards, like in a game. Like what? That, that he had, can um, Dequan Finn had three games in his entire career where he's thrown over three hundred yards. Tyler Van Dyke had three just in twenty twenty three, and they were all against three ranked opponents. So just kind of looking at the production, I can see why they went Tyler Van Dyke over Finn. Finn is also, like, when I saw, what, 6'2", 200 pounds, like, he's not that much bigger than Locke. I mean, yeah, he has the running ability, but... That's the thing. Yeah, he has that whole other dynamic. Like, Lamar Jackson wasn't big in college. He did pretty well for himself. Not saying that he's Lamar Jackson, but... Yeah, and Van Dyke is instantly the biggest quarterback on the Badgers roster at 6'4", 250. You know, he's a he's a big guy. And like you said, Coop, he wants to push the ball downfield. I think this poses the question, and we've seen a bunch on Twitter. Like, obviously, we have Van Dyke, but Dylan, the question a lot of people are saying, like, would you rather have an overachiever in Daquan Finn, who's played in lesser competition in the MAC, or a guy like Tyler Van Dyke, who's played in the ACC, he's played in big games, but he hasn't been super successful. He's had a super up and down career. He's kind of on that revamp. You know, he wants to revive his career. Of those two options, you got an overperformer and, and a bit of an under, underperformer, but play with a big chip on your shoulder. Where do you where do you see that? Which one would you rather go with? Obviously, we're with Van Dyke, but yeah, I, I think in general, uh, I would tend to lean the person who has found success. You know, even if it is at the lower levels, that's I think generally where my head goes. However, like I see a lot to like about Van Dyke. I mean, this is a guy who was a top. 10 quarterback in his recruiting class. Obviously, his freshman year, he was, you know, had an insane season. He was firmly on NFL radars. Uh, this I, I would say some of the positives that he brings is like he he has an NFL caliber arm. I mean, that number one, he's going to have a big, much bigger arm than anybody who we have in the room actively or have incoming. You know, so I think for like in that respect, like he is someone who can push the ball downfield. Um, I think one of the other things that's really encouraging, especially in a system like this, um, knowing the direction that, you know, we at least now we know the direction that they want to go, and that is to firmly lean into the air raid. He gets the ball out considerably quicker than either Tanner Mordecai or Braden Locke. I mean, he's 2.6 seconds, balls out of his hand for his entire career. You know, Mordecai was over three seconds this year. Locke was 2.75. Like, that's well, a, a second and a half for the ball to get fucking snapped. I, you know, that fair is fair. He's also going to the Reese's Senior Bowl. So I was just gonna say, you won't uh, be our center next season. 
But I, I think there's also something to be said for Van Dyke and in, in, in the struggles that he has had, one of the things that he has improved in each season is his pressure to sack percentage. You know, his first season under center, he was getting sacked on 28% of the, the times that he had pressure applied on him. Like that's, that's concerning. Like that's not having terrific ability to just read the pocket and what's happening there, but it has improved every year. It went from 28% to 15 and a half percent. And then this past season, it was at a career best, just, just under 12%. Like, so this is somebody who is escaping pressure, who's, who's improved at, you know, getting out of the pocket at the right amount of time, getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And he's someone who can push the ball downfield. So I think it's easy to see what it is that they, they liked in him, you know, Obviously, pro football focus grades are not everything, but he finished with an elite, an elite grade on throws of twenty plus yards downfield. So, like that, it's he's not going to be able. He won't be as accurate as Tanner Mordecai was in intermediate throws, but someone who can challenge downfield. Uh, Wisconsin did not have a lot of explosive plays on offense this year, and so I, I see what they want to do here. I'm hopeful that you know him having a little bit of an upswing third season as a starter is him trending the right direction obviously anybody's gonna struggle in an environment where you have three different coordinators in as many years but i think there's a lot to like here there's pedigree um you know it's just it's 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 hard to say i think we're all a little jaded after expectations a year ago and so i think as fans we have maybe swung so the pendulum has swung back the other way and maybe we're overcorrecting and not allowing ourselves to be excited and the truth probably lies somewhere in between yeah. If, I'm, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I think a fair or maybe an easy comparison for Badger fans to make would be would be Mertz, honestly, because Mertz played for the Badgers and he, he started off pretty good and then it quickly went downhill. He was very inconsistent, but it was always kind of you know, he didn't maybe play in the system that fit him best. He goes out to Florida, completes 73% of his passes, throws for almost 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns to three picks. Like if we, if Mordecai this year threw for 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns and three picks, we probably would be better than seven and five. And, and I think if Tyler Van Dyke can, can have a similar, you know, stat line to Mertz, like, yeah, that's super optimistic. But I think that is, that is something we should be, I mean, I don't want to be that fan that contributes to the shooting on Tyler Van Dyke before he even gets to Wisconsin. I know you guys aren't doing that either, but no, I think we got to give the kid a chance because maybe this is the right system for him. And it seems like this fan, this, this coaching staff this year on the portaling, they're kind of actually targeting specific needs. You know, last year there was a first year. They didn't necessarily know what they needed. I think coming in probably had some idea, but they went out and get a, got a ton of skill players this year it seems like they're a little more calculated than the guys they're going after. Uh, and that shows a little bit in, in John Pius, the other commit that they got, that outside linebacker, FCS, two-time All-American. I mean, this team lacks sacks, sack production this year. We only had 29 total sacks this year. This guy comes in with 24 and a half career sacks. Uh, so I think that's a that's a, a huge get alongside Leon Lowry, who we're all excited about too, like, like, what do you guys think? You think these these coaches are a little more calculated as well, or Coop? What do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I was gonna say, just going back to the quarterbacks, like I get Tyler Van Dyke. I have hope for him. I'm not gonna. The guy's got all the talent in the world. We'll see what we can do. But if you were playing NCAA football 14 and you were recruiting Finn, 
Finn or Van Dyke, what one would you rather have? Yeah, I'm going after the fast guy every time. Thank obviously. you. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe, uh, maybe it's not good. My brain works that way. But like, <laughs> no, well, I, think I, I think that's fair, though, to be like, obviously, we want the the best recruits we can get. Like the best athletes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every every school wants that. And if it were easy, every school would do that. But I think the Tyler Van Dyke get is is a is a very very uh thought you know they're they put a lot of thought into that oh, for sure and getting him and i think he's somebody that longo had in mind and i think i saw that tyler van dyke was actually recruited by the previous wisconsin staff yeah he was in high school as well so i mean i think i think it's gonna work out for us i hope that it's gonna work out for us but we hope the same thing with tanner mordecai and then i watched <laughs> him and i was like yeah First, well, I mean, we compare every if we compare every transfer to the to the worst possible scenario that we yeah. had. You why know, wouldn't you? We're that's gonna what, be super. That's called be being a fan. That's called being a fan, brother. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I think to your point, Jay. Like it, it's at least worth mentioning that like Mario Cristobal is doesn't have a great track record with quarterbacks. Like he made Herbert look like just a regular human being, which we know after watching him in the NFL, he isn't. Like right. he, he made him no, but he's look, a charger and it's so funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I, I mean, he it Van Dyke's worst seasons came with Cristobal, and I'm not you know deferring blame. Obviously, at the end of the day, you gotta produce whatever your situation, but he doesn't have a great track record with quarterbacks. And so to your point, like, yeah, maybe our staff saw something, saw you know, a, a better fit in what they wanted. I think the staff learned a lot about the roster, what it is, what it isn't, what they want it to be. And to your point, like now they have the opportunity to start molding it that way. And as far as like attacking the whole transfer portal to your original question, Jay, Dylan and I kind of touched on it last episode. Like you can tell, and I mean, to your point too, like you can tell these coaches like, oh, okay, we need X, Y, Z to be a competitive football team. We're attacking that no matter what level, they're playing at D1, D2. It don't matter. We're trying to find the best guys at the positions we need. And it kind of like reminds me of um, Gus Brandt. I, I think he passed away. I don't want to kill someone unofficially on the podcast. But he was a scout for the Dallas Cowboys for longer than I've been alive, probably. But he like invented, like not invented, but was kind of at the forefront of like scouting and like grading players. And with the Cowboys, what they would do, and it's not always right, but, like, you have to be a certain height and certain size to play this position we want you to play. And, I mean, a lot of times that goes with athleticism. I'm not reinventing the fucking wheel here. Most people know that. But I'm just saying, like, that's what the Badger coaches are doing. Like, Leon Lowry, what is he, 6'4", 6'3", coming off the edge at, like, 245, 250 probably when he's in peak condition, like, that's the kind of guy you need in this defense. Speed off the edge, big enough to hold his own in the run, but like bigger body, kind of longer arms. And so that's what I, I think the coaches are really doing well is going after just guys with the skill set and the build to be prototypes for the positions they need. And hopefully they can develop them, which if you look at Cincinnati, Luke Fickles and his staff have been very good at that in the past. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And so we've brought in now two outside linebackers, a quarterback. We know that there's more targets that we're, we're interested in. Ryan, who, who's your 
who is your number one guy that you want the Badgers to go after hard right now, portaling? Who do, who do you think is still on the table there that you want? Arch Manning. <laughs> Who's left in the portal? I don't. I don't know. Just like you said, they're you know they got some irons in the fire, so it's like, you know, you don't want to spoil those, even though this this pod will come out a little bit before uh, before Thursday. Dylan put a little Easter egg out there on, on Twitter that we got one coming. So, um, and I, and I know, and you guys don't. The, yeah, <laughs> all four of you guys us don't know. fucking know. And I'm some big dumb idiot sitting on my couch in my fucking studio apartment. With nothing to do with the program. Yeah, let's just say if you're watching this pod, you're gonna you're you're gonna like this acquisition, uh, as well as uh, others from this specific position group coming down the way. It's just a beautiful time to be a Badger, um, and and thanks for Dylan for uh, for keeping us all keeping us all going here. <laughs> uh, taking those those you know imminent dominoes out, I I want to see, you know, or maybe just a position that you want to see addressed. Well, that's where I was going to go. I was just, I want to see, well, I can't just pick one. Uh, <laughs> All of them. I'll, I'll give you four. And we don't have to go into depth on each one. I want to see at least one guard. I want to see a center, another inside linebacker. And for the love of goodness, can we get some interior defensive linemen? Just one. I don't know if, it, I don't care if it's Willer for, in the 24 class. Can you get a big hoss up there to go with Jamel Howard? Because that dude is just going to be just <laughs> eating wind if he's the only guy you got on the depth chart. Like, could we get some dogs? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think defensive line is like a huge target that I think needs to be addressed. Just that because... box right there. Give me some yeah. set, some guards, some yeah. D tackles, and some inside linebackers. Like, just give me four or five right in this box so I know I got some studs. And we there. know we're not there yet with the Michigans and the Ohio States and even the Penn States. But if we want to get there, that's where we need to, right we need to be able to yeah. address that. Absolutely. I mean, if you look back to – since 2016, Wisconsin has only signed two four-star defensive linemen, and over the last three classes, all of the blue bloods that we're ch chasing have all signed more than that each class. Like that, that is an area in which, yeah, we have a long way to go to to yeah, catch up. Signed like ten in that one year. I mean, obviously that didn't work out, but <laughs> yeah, it. I think well, Michigan yeah. signed them. They're in the playoff. Uh, cheating aside, so they signed all those defensive linemen, and they've been to three straight playoffs. I wonder if there's a correlation to trench play. As a um, former first Stunned. team All uh, Badger North All Conference selection Badger North on the uh, interior line, right guard. Shout out all my guards. I can confirm games are won and lost in the trenches on both sides, brother. So I'm all about recruiting the big boys. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the things that will be super interesting to see is, you know, at Cincinnati, Luke Fickle traditionally used his defensive ends as pass rushers. And the people that he inherited, that was not in their wheelhouse at all. Obviously, they brought in a Darian Varner to hopefully, you know, provide some pass rush. And that didn't come to fruition, at least this year. But yeah, I, I'm with Ryan completely. I think you have to address defensive line in a major way i mean look at who you have potentially returning like i i like james thompson i think he's a nice player but well. i think i think if you look beyond him i don't think there's anyone that you can look at and see at least as they are right now as more than jag there are plenty of people who could project higher than that better than that you know and i i really hope that i end up looking stupid for saying that but 
that's an area where I think they have a long way to go. And just, you know, to what you were talking about before with the edge rushers, like that, that has been a huge point of emphasis. Like they are trying to get more slender and they're trying to get lankier on the edge. You see that in both of the additions. If you look at the room as it was, there's nobody that was a holdover that fits that void at all. Like, I mean, you, you, these guys are in the 230, 240 pound range. And then you look at like a Daryl Peterson who's 255, Bowlers is 270. Like, these are much bigger outside linebackers. And I think for obvious reasons, they're trying to become a lot more trying to disrupt passing lanes. They're trying to become a lot more explosive. I think that part of the overhaul was super necessary. And they're obviously bringing in some really intriguing edge rushers that are going to need some time, but uh, to plug these gaps, improve the two deep off the edge, I think was huge. Um, I would love to see a defensive lineman, maybe a tight end. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or a couple defensive linemen. Or maybe even three or four or six. Yeah. And I mean, the, to kind of tie a bow on like the defensive line, obviously not all sacks come from that front four of the defensive line. But like I said, we had 29 sacks as a team this year. We graduate eight and a half of those sacks already. You know, so so the production is going to need to come from somebody else. And hopefully it's going to come quick. And, and absolutely team speed matters. So like getting more slender, like you said, Dylan, that, that's important because it's not – as much as it's in the trenches, you, you got to be able to play sideline to sideline as well. So, so uh, I'm excited. I, I love and hate the portal. It sucks that there's 3,000 kids in the portal and half of them might not have a spot to play next year. But when your sucks, team sucks. gets a guy, when, when your team that you're a fan of goes and gets a guy that you maybe liked, maybe you've never heard of, but they're a stud, like it's super exciting. Uh, I think I love it. Anybody else got anything on Badger football before we move on to bowl season? No, but just to read, like, I love the portal. It's recruiting on cocaine. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, it's literally, like, it brings you so much joy. Like, like kind of like Jay just said, like, whether you even heard of the guy. So, it's like, even, even like, Leon Lowry, just his whole saga was, like, was awesome. that was content for a week. And now it's, like, you got that, what is it, John Pius for the D2 All-American. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to be watching this dude and getting excited for this dude. And it's like, these guys may not even make it out of spring ball. I'm not, no, I'm not pushing them out the door, but it's like, sometimes it's like, statistically speaking, not all of these guys work out. But right now, who cares? It's like Christmas every day. And yeah, we got to give, I know you guys gave a shout out last week on the, on the two man pod, but we got to give a shout out to the Badger fan base for, for absolutely debunking a fraud just in less than 24 hours. Bro, we hats need off to you. Hats your flowers. Yeah. We love to see it. Uh, I, I was, I was monitoring that guy's uh, Twitter page, very, very in depth. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Just a recruiting story. I'm gonna remember ten years from. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. He's so inspirational, though. I'm, I'm. We're all. I think we all talked earlier. We're all gonna get our uh, NIL certification. You're seeing it now, right? Ryan? Ryan's yeah. already got it posted. You know, NCAA certified, baby. Certified. As, if, you, as my, if you need mismanagement and bad advice, call save your boy. As my grandfather always said, anything free is worth saving up for. So God I'll be taking right. that course for a free ninety nine and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fraudulent agency myself. <laughs> Badger knows after dark nil agency coming soon. Oh hell yeah. We're gonna be raking in tons of color. <laughs> Seventeen right. eighteen dollars. Right. We'll be ready to roll. 
I'm going to specialize right. in um, Illinois commits who like to partake in recreational substances. <laughs> we'll get them sponsored real quick. It's bowl season, boys. We got seven it, bowl games. It sure is, brother. We got seven games this weekend. Finally, if, I don't know. It always seems like the end of the year to bowl season. It's literally two weeks. It feels like it's a month and a half at least. Uh, seven games this week. We don't have any Big Ten games, but what we're doing on on Badger Notes, we're going to be picking every single game, uh, you know, whether it be spread over under. Um, and we will post a graphic at the end of the podcast so you can see all four of our picks. We're all idiots, terrible at gambling, so I wouldn't suggest following it. But we want to get listeners involved. If there are any listeners, still unsure. Uh, we haven't decided yet how we're going to get it out to you guys, but we want you guys to participate in the Pick'em Best Record. We're going to do like a $50, maybe $100 quick trip gift card uh, sponsored by our king, Dylan Graff. Um, Anything to say on that one, boys? Yes. Yeah, you know, hopefully people are interested in joining. I mean, we're doing it regardless, but yep. So fan interaction would one. be nice. Love all the comments we get on the YouTube and everything. Love when people interact with us and listen to the show. We just have so fun we'll, doing it. So what we'll probably do is we'll send out a tweet. One of us four, all of us four will probably send out a tweet um, that will potentially just be asking you guys if you're interested. Uh, and if you are, we'll maybe have you email us uh, at our Badger Notes email that we'll share. And then we'll send you a link of all the games. It's just going to be a Google Doc with the with the picks. Um, and that's how we'll take it in. I'll be watching it like a hawk. I'll make sure nobody's cheating. Uh, I will be cheating probably. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, yeah, at the end of the bowl season, um, we'll be we'll be updating our picks throughout the week because we'll only do probably like seven at a time or whatever the week is of bowl games. So we don't want to put every single bowl game. That's just a little too much. Um, but we're excited for it. Like I said, we want to get you guys involved. Uh, we we're really appreciative of anybody who watches, comments, likes. It's super fun for us. We're always sharing your comments in our group chat because they make us laugh and they make they us. Sure do. <laughs> we <laughs> all know Coop's the real one, so <laughs> the, the <laughs> the Coop being looking like a dude you'd meet in jail but staying friends with afterwards because he's loyal. That one absolutely. A, I, I died. I died. <laughs> For someone who's never like met me, that was the most accurate they could ever describe <laughs> it's, me. It's very accurate, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all because you you held an axe for one episode. So I mean, hey. I don't know. Like I said, I think in our uh, Badger Notes DMs, I've never met a bit I'm not fully committed to. <laughs> Absolutely, we love to see it. Um, uh, fuck! Now I forgot. Oh, oh, um, talking about people commenting, interacting, how we all share and love it. I felt like I let my fucking father down when Jeff hit me yeah. up on Twitter and was yeah. like, where the hell is the episode this week, brother? Like, my heart sunk. I was like, dude, like, I just let my our, our guy down. So, once again, as we always try to do, shout out, Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. We shout love Jeff. Jeff. So we, were, we apologized last week. We had some under the weather. Uh, we have real lives also, so sometimes it's difficult for all of us to get together. Shout out also to Dylan and Coop for, for getting that podcast up. Uh, it was fun listen. Um, we will not be doing a podcast before the next Badger basketball game, so we do want to talk about it here. Badgers play Jacksonville State on Thursday. Uh, 
there are no lines out currently, but I don't think Jacksonville State is super good. Um, so I would guess that it's going to be similar to like that Arkansas State line where it's around 14, 15. Both these teams average about 100, 140 points combined, so I'm assuming the over-under is going to be about there. A little fun stat for you guys that I got. Uh, the Badgers this year in their seven wins, the under has hit in five of those. In their three losses, the over has hit in two of those. So if you think the Badgers are going to win, bet the under. If you think the Badgers are going to lose, bet the over. Let's anything go. you guys got on this game? <laughs> I think the Badgers are going to win. We don't know anything about Jacksonville State except for you told us before the podcast. I have a guy named Kai Kai Candy. Kai Kai Candy. Yep. All I can think of is I want candy. Dun, 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 dun. So I'd love to see him perform, but Badgers yeah. by a million. Kai Kai might be a bucket. He averages 17 a game. Uh, he averaged two last year. But again, I don't know a lot about them. I think this is a, a get-right game for the Badgers. Obviously, they got beat up. You guys talked about the Arizona game last week on the podcast or earlier this week on the podcast. Um, they got they got all physical, and I think this is a game where the Badgers can kind of just, you know, show their will, you know, show how big they are and kind of beat up on somebody who's smaller than them and, and get right. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I, I not much to add for me. I, I I'm too stupid to follow your directions of if you want the Badgers to win, uh, take the under. I'll take the Badgers and the over, whatever the number is, because this one this one feels like let's try to score 100 for the boys. Um, so 140, 145, 150. Give me the Badgers. Yeah, my stats are a little flawed because I compared it to Arkansas State, and in the Arkansas State that game went way over. So. Uh, yeah, maybe these next two games, non-conference games, aren't the best for those stats. Um, but I we're mean, getting we real close. To about Marquette, like, sorry, Jacksonville State, get in line, take this ass whipping and like it. Jacksonville State is one of the worst offensive teams in the country, and so you would think oh, shit, that. Maybe I might not take the over now. Thanks for. That. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, though, you know if Wisconsin can show up defensively and kind of play angry, because I. I at the end of the day, that's what I want to see. Like you, you, you got out physical, you got, you name it. They were beating every facet of the game. I want to see Wisconsin come out, play aggressive defense. Like I don't want to see lay down rotations. I want to see them turn that into transition buckets and score efficiently from the floor. Like at least 1.2, you know, points per possession, something like that. I want to see Wisconsin use these last two games before they get back into conference play to, you know, just reestablish themselves, have a little bit of confidence that they were rolling pretty heavily with and for good reason. And, you know, I, I still feel very confident about what this team is going to be moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they just went through a gauntlet week, so it, I think it would be really easy for the Badgers to kind of lay down and play down to their competition in these next two games. So I just want to see them start fast and, and continue to dominate the offensive rebounds and just the glass in general like they have in, in pretty much every game, at least in every win. And I think I think all other good things will come from there. That's been so impressive to me, the way that they have rebounded, because, you know, historically, if you look back at Bo Ryan teams, you know, and I'm embarrassed to admit how many times I've watched this coaching clinic DVD, but <laughs> like you, you are they have always taught, you know, not not to go for offensive rebounds, to get your ass back, set up your defense like transition defense was more important than offensive rebounding. But then, like, as we saw, if you want to rewind to when we had Johnny Davis, like, 
when you have a little bit of athleticism that can rebound on the wing, like we now again have in an AJ store, you would, it would be foolish not to try and exploit that, you know, with, with Tyler, with Steve, with AJ, like you have guys that can crash. And I mean, it's not like he's known for, but Klesmit is a scrappy motherfucker. John Blackwell gets after it. Like when you have the personnel, I think I, there are a lot of people that think guard is stuck in his ways and run some archaic system, which like I think is laughable because honestly we run a lot of the same sets as the golden state warriors. We just do it at a slower pace. Like, he is adapted to his personnel, I guess, is my overarching point. And I, I think he knows what he's got at, right now. And he he can use these last two games to you know, kind of solidify his rotation because I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to shorten up a little bit here pretty soon. Also, shout out Blackwell for another Big Ten player of the week. Yeah. So, well, uh, one more shout out to Blackwell. Hi. Um, Dylan, you said, you know, like he's a guy, he's like he's willing to, you know, get into it, get in the fucking trenches down there. As soon as you tweeted out that he's a Waffle House advocate, and he left, you responded. I knew that. I knew that's a guy you want in your corner, though. If you're willing to go to Waffle House that much, you know how to fight. I, um, I considered franchising a Waffle House after I heard that. Hell yeah, myself. big hell Waffle yeah. House guy myself. Love to see it. We yeah. need a sponsorship for the boys. We got to get a Badger Notes powered by Waffle House. I was going to say, we got to get a franchise from Badger Notes and get it in Madison ASAP. That's the only thing I will openly endorse. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, I think that brings us to our last segment here. What are we doing here? Moment of the week. Coop, you want to start us off? Or you want Ryan to take it? Um, How's your beer? I actually don't have a beer. I have to rip a pisser. All right, Ryan, like you go for it, but, or I can go, Ryan, if you if you want. Oh, I'm fat. <laughs> we gotta watch the play by play. Go, we can hear it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. For, so, what are we doing here? Uh, just this this one's gonna be more of a humorous one. Usually, I'm always like trying to like, who am I gonna piss off tonight? But what are we doing here, PJ? Seems like you're losing some guys. That stinks. Looks like they're high rank guys too. That stinks. What are we doing here? You recruiting? You losing? You leaving? What's going on? What are we doing here? What's going on? Seems like the floor is falling and the house is on fire. You love to see it. Yeah, and his, his quarterback straight up came out and said that he was he just felt disrespected. And that's why he, he felt disrespected by Fleck and those comments. So that's well, why he's he, just as, he that kid is soft as his coach. And I, you know, I don't want to call these fair, kids fair. Yeah. I mean, you chose to go there, bub. Sorry about it. It's your choice. You're a big boy. I think everybody at that level to some degree better be ego driven, but like PJ Fleck is an egotistical douchebag. Like he has made that his entire personality. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, you don't same. like to see you don't like to prey on someone's downfall, but at the same time, uh, oh, I PJ, love that. And it's PJ you Fleck. You're like, <laughs> fucking hell. I, I pray on it. I'm on my I, knees yeah. later praying on it every night before dinner. That's that's what we say. I pray to <laughs> Dylan. You got one for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, lover of all Wisconsin sports, Green Bay Packer fan. You know, until the day I die. Um, Packers wedding ring. You know, it's I bleed this shit. What are we doing here, Joe Barry? Um, I, I, I think I speak for everybody in existence uh, when I say that this man, like g- giving this man any kind of talent to work with is like giving a blind man a Lamborghini. It, he 
I, I don't know. I did, did the Packers deserve to win against the Giants? Absolutely not. They're outplayed in every facet. They 100% deserve to lose. Saquon Barkley gift wrapped them a game to their credit. They capitalized, went down the field, scored a touchdown when it mattered. The league, Heath's a dog. And then Joe Barry lets these guys just fucking walk down the field. Like, I, I honestly, I think I'm pivoting. Matt LaFleur, what are we doing here? Why is this man still employed? Why? Keep why did you let him board the fucking plane and come home? Like, Joe Barry needs to be out of a job. Uh, you can't be playing 15 yards off, you know, with under two minutes to go. It's the same know. shit every year. Every year with Joe Barry, it seems like. And prevent defense. Prevent your team from winning the fucking game is what it is. Why does anybody run prevent anymore? Haven't we seen that, like, in modern-day football, prevent is a death sentence? You can play, still play regular defense and still kind of play prevent. Just it's called cover two or yeah, cover three, high. or if you're ballsy, <laughs> cover four. You don't have to go pull full yeah. prevent and give 15 yards up a rip. And I mean, they didn't get a sack on like the wor- one of the worst offense in the NFL. Like not one singular sack, and they had two pressures. Historically bad offensive line, and the Packers just nothing. It absolutely. I, I think you got to extend Joe Barry immediately. <laughs> Okay, cowboy boy. Koopa, I'm gonna go and then I'm gonna let you take take it take us home if, if that's cool with you. Sounds uh, good to me, brother. My what are we doing here of the week is I noticed it a few weeks ago when the basketball season started. I forgot all about it, and then I noticed it again and I remembered when the Badgers played Michigan State. Uh when the hell did teams get more coaches? Then there are fucking players on the bench. Michigan State had a U-shaped bench. They had players almost down under the basket because they had 10 fucking coaches before the players even sit there. Wisconsin even had nine coaches too. What are we doing here? Why are there so many goddamn coaches on the bench? Stats guys, why can't they sit one row behind and have the players on the bench? We got players in the third row over in the tunnel damn near because there's so many fucking coaches on the on the bench. What are we doing here? Yeah, during the during the Badgers tournament, uh, they had a lot of their walk-ons. Like Jack Janicki was in the second row, and I, I was, was kind of cracking up. <laughs> it's hilarious. You go and see a coach sit out, and you see one player got to move down thirty-five feet over into the tunnel. It's it's great. That shit drives me nuts, especially in the NBA. Why is there fans who have better yes. seats than fucking players? The yes. players are all fucking like. Um, what do they call them? Fucking sardines. Yeah. Just in together. And then you got some fucking douchebag trying to impress a girl uh, paying fucking $35,000 for courtside seats who gets a better seat than the fucking players. Yeah. They, the, they get better seats than the coach damn near, man. Yeah. They got players are nut to butt there. They, they got no room to move at all. It's fucking stupid. Bro, <laughs> back in the day, like there wasn't enough like room for like Larry Bird on the bench. And his back was so fucked, he used to just lay like on the baseline. Larry Bird, he would just lay down with his fucking hands like this and just watch the fucking game. It's crazy. I think they're getting a little out of hand with all the coaches, and every position's got at least one coach these days in basketball. It's, there's only five positions on the court. It's like ten, like ten coaches on the bench. That just seems absurd. We almost 
we almost need skyboxes like football. Like, yeah, get him up. These guys are up in the box, dude. Get a headset on every guard, I love that idea. Got your point guard wearing a hearing aid during the game. Like the pitch com. We got the pitch com, yeah. Too loud. He can't hear it. He's holding his ears. Coop takes home, man. Okay. I got two kind of mini ones. One is this guy. I'm about to put this guy on blast right now. I don't. He doesn't know how to use the internet, so I don't think he'll watch this. <laughs> but uh, awesome guy, um, great worker, one of our best. But we have this new like awards program at work. It's through this website, so you have to go sign up, and all the uh, like hourly employees have to enter in a backup email just in case the shit goes down. Like they can email them because you earn like points and one points equivalent to a dollar, a bunch of corporate shit. But um, so if the website fucking goes down, they'll email you like your dollar value worth of points on the backup email you have. This man's email, his name is Sloan. His email is Sloanhub at blank at some website dot com. I won't. I won't do that. And I was like, bro, I saw him type the B. And then I saw and he's like, where's the at symbol? I was like, what do you mean the at symbol? You don't have more to add to this? <laughs> the guy sitting next to me, one of the other uh, managers, he's like, dude, do you have like an OnlyFans we don't know about or something like that? He's like, what are you guys talking about? We're like, dude, your email is Sloan Hub. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? He's like, what? He's like, I-, I don't get it. And like 20 seconds go by. Oh, you mean like the porn website? Porn? <laughs> I like, bro, why would you ever make that your email? He's like, it's been my email for like 15, 16 years. I was like, no one's ever told you this? I was like, I figured it out in 13 fucking seconds, brother. What are you doing here? Like, come on. <laughs> bro, he's, like, he's like 50 years old, too. Jeez. He's a real one. I was like, man, either you're into some wild shit or you really just don't know. <laughs> the OG hub, man. Fuck, dude. Whole fucking Sloan hub. That's my guy, though. Um, and then another one. We're kind of running it back to... Um, you guys remember the uh, Young Thug Rico Act case going on yeah. in Hotlanta? You oh, guys are positivity. pushing positivity. You're pushing that P. Me and Jay been pushing P for a minute, brother. Um... <laughs> They hit us with more, guys. Him oh, and no. I think he put this out. I don't know if it was on Instagram or Twitter. Free my boy. But you know, you know his lawyer had a hand in this. I didn't think it could get better than it was. The thug uh, truly humbled under God. It got better, fellas. So here we go. Swag. Someone who admires God. YSL, the name of like their gang. Young Soldiers of the Lord. Hell yeah. Slat, which is like a slang term. Um, show love all the time. Hell yeah. <laughs> op. Your op. That's your enemy. Op, ops are your enemy. Positive pal is what op. op. <laughs> Coop, you're my number one op, man. You're my number one op. You're my op, dog. We've been ops for a hot minute. I tell you what. Slime. Seeing Lord in me every day. 
Hold on. I saved the best two for last. Besides op, maybe. Gang. Gang. Going above normal, guys. <laughs> My teachers always told me I was gang. How fucking lazy were you on that one? Where it's just going above normal, guys. Just mailed it in. What yeah, are we They gave up on here? that one. And then the last one is Glock. Guarding lives, overcoming challenges knowingly. Dude, I I probably laughed for five great fucking minutes when I read these the other day. I was like, I know exactly what I'm using these for. Oh That's my wild. God. Absolutely wild. I have said so wild. I've said some dumb shit in my life, but I don't think I have ever reached those heights. Dude, I've seen that lawyer's cousin though. The lawyer's cousin actually, I think, uh represents John Moran. John Moran, I was just about to bring that up too. Fuck yeah. Did you see that? He was in court testifying in a game of basketball pistol whip yeah. somebody. What does I had check the basketball mean? and I grabbed what the pistol. And... What Bro, I thought I was watching like a Chappelle's show skit. I was like, he's <laughs> literally explaining to this man how to check the ball. Speaking of representation, like we saw Tommy DeVito say Tommy DeVito, right? Yeah. Like, what? Tommy Pellets. <laughs> yeah, that guy definitely, definitely waste management. I love oh, him, yeah. dude. I fucking love Tommy DeVito. I don't care if he never plays another snap again. I want him in the NFL forever. Tommy <laughs> DeVito is fucking awesome. And I love all the Sopranos memes that come out of it. Where it's like, Tommy DeVito was a true Italian-American. <laughs> like when he's talking about Christopher Columbus in the show. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, Did you see their tailgate? The DeVito family tailgate? Uh, Bro, they had like 85 pounds of food at this fucking tailgate. <laughs> you want to talk, talk about Tommy Cutlets, dog? There was like two pans of just fucking chicken cutlets. Oh, what a Sounds great day. Like Sounds awesome. like heaven to me. <laughs> yeah. Someone had a great meal before watching their team win. No <laughs> Not us. And then, yeah, his agent, what, like, when you saw him, it's like this. They're making a movie about this guy, right? We're doing a 30 for 30. It better Basically, be called waste management. Is it a bit? Like, or is this guy? I hope it's a bit. That would make it even funnier. If That's it's what I'm thinking. It's like this. This has to be a bit. It feels like a bit. It feels a little, a little bit, bit like a bit. Yeah. It's good marketing. That, that's awesome. It's yeah. That's awesome. It's His dad fucking kissing people in the fucking stand. They're <laughs> yeah. doing the fucking gabagool. Fucking. It's great. How can you not love this fucking guy? Uh, I well, love it, fellas been 45 minutes anybody still listening we appreciate you uh we will be doing another episode reaction some of us we're going to try to do another episode right after the badger game on thursday that will drop on friday so uh we might have some more podcasts coming coming to you guys so jeff we know you'll listen we appreciate you uh on wisconsin on wisconsin <laughs>